Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, and Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? I'm just uh, fine. I'm reveling in uh, Western Carolina hate week. I've uh, hated the hell out of those catamounts, even to the point that I almost decided to Google and find out what a catamount is. Um, it's probably not yeah, I didn't a cat. do that either. No, it's, it's, it's probably not, not a, a mounted cat. cat. Yeah, it could be. Is it a mountain? Is it like an could area? Be. Like, 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 oh, you know, you go up to the catamounts and you take a left. I mean, is it something like that? It could be. Maybe it's a taxidermist. <laughs> uh, and I'm trying to... You'd have to be pretty sick to mount hey. to mount a cat anyway, and in any number of ways. But I can't imagine like what? running over a cat on the road and then taking it to a taxidermist and say, "Look what I killed! Can you stuff this?" It is a um, medium-sized or large wildcat. You know what? Well, that's pretty cool. What what jackass came up with that mascot is like? Hey, uh, we're starting a football team, and we need something to scare the shit out of our opponents. Uh, what do you think? Well. You know, we're kind of a liberal arts school. We don't want to be too scary. So let's go with a medium-sized cat. What do you say about that? <laughs> let's go with something, you know, it doesn't it doesn't have a real growl. It more goes rawr, you know, something like that. Can we do that? Um, by the way. You know, bobcats are really cool, though. Bobcats are like one of the coolest. They're one of the coolest animals. Uh, bobcats are cool. Have, You're really overselling bobcats there. They're not one well, of the coolest. They're animals all <laughs> over this earth that spit venom from their eyelids and shit like that. And you're going to rank a bobcat, which is a, a generation away from a house cat, as one of the coolest animals. <laughs> a generation away from a house cat. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I have this, uh, you know, two two bobcat stories. But, but yeah, when I was like in high school, a, a buddy of mine that live, lived kind of in a forested area i can't remember how it came about but they ended up catching a, a wild bobcat and it was kind of a young bobcat and they they caught it and and, and they put it in this this cage and said hey you got to come over and see the bobcat we caught." It's like really cool so i, w- I went over there and and they, they would shoot birds and, and feed it like recently killed birds <laughs> and i went over there and and this thing was wild like the day before and I couldn't believe how fierce this little thing was. You could tell he was looking at us in that cage like he wanted to claw our faces off. It was it was the scariest little six pound animal I've ever seen. Oh, now I'd listen. Have I ever told you my raccoon story? Well, please, please be the story about your dad uh, thinking that it was the pet raccoon and it wasn't. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I, I don't think I've told it for this podcast, but I'm going to tell it for another one. But um, yeah, I've got some. I got some a raccoon so story good. that that'll shake your world. Um, but but by the way, by, by the way, you know, there's nothing worse than like thinking. There's nothing worse than you thinking that a raccoon that just stumbled you stumbled upon is your actual pet raccoon, unless of course it's that you have a freaking pet raccoon, which we did. We had three of them. But anyway, listen, let me tell you something. Speaking of Western Carolina, just for giggles, I looked up Western Carolina and looked up, you know, okay, I don't really know. I mean, we know they're a cupcake. Um, and we know this is a, just a, a check cashing game for them. In fact, it wouldn't surprise me if Western Carolina actually got the check from Greg Byrne after the game and like went to a local pawn shop right afterwards and just <laughs> to buy got some things. Cashed. You had to buy like some some medical equipment for the players. Um, 
But this team is a cupcake. <laughs> Thanks for that check, Mr. Byrne. Can you now direct us to the nearest doctors? Yeah. <laughs> I know a pawn shop that'll cash this right now, y'all. Um, but uh, <laughs> in an unrelated team... matter, where's the hospital? <laughs> uh, insert your own DCH joke here. Um, but anyway, I looked this team up by cupcake standards. They're a cupcake. I mean, they are they're not awful. They're not oh, good. my God. I mean, I, I was just thinking, okay, you know, I know they're bad. I know they're not good. I mean, you know, whatever. Listen to some of these scores. I mean, they they lost to uh, – let's see. Well, wait a minute. This goes back to last year, I guess. All right. So, they lost to NC State 41 to nothing. That was like the first game of the year. Oh, God, they, NC they, State's they not good. Yeah, I know. They did defeat North Greenville, and I'm not sure – you know, there are a million Greenfuls. I'm not there are a million Greenfuls. And there they are. beat I them. Mean, that, that sounds like a high school. They're 20 beat them 20 to 17. They got blowed they out barely, by Chad. So they Dugan. barely beat they barely beat something that sounds exactly like a high school. Exactly. Then Chattanooga, and I don't even think it's the college Chattanooga. I just think it's some dudes from Chattanooga <laughs> beat them 60 to 36. Gardner Webb beat them 24-21. The Citadel doubled them up. 35-17. Wofford, listen to this one. Wofford. The Terriers? The Terriers, 59-7 to over Western Carolina. Yikes. Boy, Western Carolina took that game off. And the team Auburn plays this weekend, Samford, who we all also think is a cupcake uh, by cupcake standards, beat Western Carolina 31-13 to at Western Carolina. I mean, jeebus. That's, that's some brutal stuff. And Jimmy, have we lost you? Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm right. Oh, you here. switched I'm over right. to your car. You switched over to your car. I might, I'm, I, may, I, I think I probably just drove by a uh, sky. <laughs> I drove by one of Mobile, Alabama skyscrapers and, and uh, lost you for a second there. <laughs> that's what you did. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. No, that, that Western Carolina for a cupcake, is, it sounds to me like we're insulting cupcakes when we say they're a cupcake this is uh this is not a good this is not a good team they're not good they lost a north was it north greenville north greenville yeah i mean it's not like they even lost to south greenville it, it was or even north west greenville Green, or west greenville where all the toughs live <laughs> with saeed um <laughs> but yeah that's uh that's but and this they're not even qualified to be a cupcake they're like some leftover cornbread with icing on it. I mean, what's this that is shit, what's that shit that women eat at the uh, baby showers? Pedophores or pedophore? Pedophores are pedophores. Good, what the hell is? Oh, no, they're I'm very well... good, but pedophores have to be lower than cupcakes. On you know, if you're comparing football teams to cupcakes, I think yeah. pedophores would be below cupcakes, right? Because um, they're I... they're small, girly cupcakes. Right? Yeah, true, but they they do taste really good. So they are, they are I good. think I think my my analogy of leftover cornbread with some icing on it and not good icing, <laughs> not like not like Betty Crocker icing, like that. You know, it's like, you know, how what's cream that? cheese, a, cream what's cheese the, on cornbread and calling it a cupcake. Yeah. <laughs> cream cheese with some sugar mixed in. What is that cupcake place? There's a um, there's a cupcake. Gigi's Cupcakes. Man, those Gigi's, are some kick ass cupcakes. cupcakes. But. Aren't if they, you, they're kind of big, right? They're like as big as your oh, face. Oh, they're huge. And you, I mean, like, 
you remember that episode in the Simpsons when, um, when somebody was like uh, Homer or somebody had made uh, something really sweet and he said, and the guy ate it and he was like, Oh my God, I'm shaking. He's like, well, do you, are you diabetic? He said, no. He said, well, you are now. Um, that's kind of how you feel after eating Gigi's cupcakes. Um, yeah, I walked in but, that store once and, and there's Gigi's cupcakes. I saw how big they were and I'm like, ma'am, uh, this is a cake. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, it's, it is kind of a cake. It's just it a is kind of bullshit. And they charge them like they, they you pay for them like they're cakes too, by the way. But you know, I I've always thought you can tell how much somebody loves you on your birthday or a special occasion by the quality of cupcake or and or cake they bring you. If they bring you Gigi's cupcakes, they think a lot about you because, you know, it's not, they're hard to find. They're in a strip mall. You got to park. You got to go inside. You got to pay $49 for two cupcakes. But if they go to Walmart and that shit, you know, they like Walmart's already got your name spelled wrong. That, yeah, Walmart's like, never going to spell your name right. Yeah. And, and yeah, their, their icing head. is just, yeah. Ted with three F's. I mean, you know, it's, that's how much, that's how you can tell how much somebody loves you. That's a nice, uh, that's an interesting uh, factoid. I, I guess it's not a factor. It's a wise observation. That's what that is. Wise observation. Um, well, you know, but here's, here's the thing about this. I don't know if this is good or not for us to play a team this bad. I'm leaning towards it is good because we're so banged up and because we are going to be starting uh, Matt Jones, and he does need – well, he may not need a boost of confidence, but I think he needs um, – you know, he needs some target practice against somebody that's not us. So, yeah, I think in that sense, it is good. Uh, he, could however, have a, he, could have, he could have a 10 of 10, 13 of 13 type day. He could. Oh, easily. Yep. This, and, and I would hope so. Western Carolina obviously is not going to – the playoffs. I mean, they're at FCS school, so they're not going to the playoffs. And you got to wonder. I mean, the, even those players have to look at this like we oh, are only summer? going for this trip for the paycheck, and we're playing, you know, a, a play the most tradition rich program in the country at the height of its dynasty uh, at eleven o'clock for our last game ever. Somebody, please shoot me. Well, just think of this. I think they're going to have a difficult time covering Judy, Ruggs, and Devontae. Because, <laughs> because if you think about it, they would probably, like, if, if, if Slade Bolden went and practiced with them for a day, they would think he's Julian Edelman. Oh, there's no doubt. So I think they're going to struggle with four, six, and 11. I just hope we come, this is what I want. I know we're, we're going to sit a lot of guys. We're going to play a lot of backups. We should rest everyone who who has a bruise they should be rested because we need to get them healthy and ready for auburn and we should be able to easily dispatch western carolina no matter what players we put on the field but that said you know what what i want to see because we've we farted around we didn't play good in 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 this game last year i think we played the citadel we didn't play good at all and against the citadel and i would like to see us saturday score quickly on our first possession, force a three and out, get the ball back, score quickly, force a three and out, get the ball back, score quickly. And then if we do that, that's just five possessions. If we do that, they will more than quit. The game is over at that point. They, if that happens, they'll, they'll give up any inkling of hope that they have, that they can, uh, that, that, that they're 
you know, I, and I'm not sure there's there's Western Carolina players dreaming of the upset of the century. I guess maybe that's sort of normal. But jump on them fast, jump on them early, score a lot of points early. They will they will quit, and uh, and that's what we need because the quitting sort of uh, helps us stay healthy, you know. And, and obviously, we'll have a lot of backups playing once we get a big lead. So that's what I want to see. What, what I don't want to see is us just know we can fart around and do nothing and put out little effort and still win by 25. I don't want to do that. I want, I want to win big and win huge and, 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 and get to plan our young players in the second quarter. I'm, I'm with you there. And I had a thought while you were saying all that about any inkling of hope just to keep in competitive. I wonder if when some of the Western Carolina football players, you know, leave to get on the bus, is it, and their girlfriends are there. Is it kind of like, leaving your wife because you've been deployed during world war ii you're like honey i don't know if i'll make it back but but here's the picture to remember me by when i come back i'll be a changed man and by changed i mean none of my fingers will work and my feet will be numb all the time and and they're all running after the train waving their handkerchiefs yeah crying and you know you know they're getting letters um they're getting letters they're getting tweets, which are effectively letters today. And it's like um, Western Western Carolina Catamount official Twitter page says, number 72 went down. He may not make it. <laughs> and like all the other girls, all the girlfriends are like consoling his girlfriend. Um, Western Carolina official showing up at their house with a photo of a cat. <laughs> with his tattered jersey. Like we, he thought you'd want to have this, ma'am. <laughs> oh, man. It's hilarious to be laughing about soldiers dying at war. Yeah, well, I did. I did say World War II, so I mean, let's, no, let's cut yeah, me some slack. I mean, I, yeah, I put it soon. several wars ago. I'm yeah, not talking about even yeah. current. It's World War II. Let's not hear the too soon jokes. <clears throat> World War II. Well, yeah, there's another thing. By the way, this has nothing to do with Alabama. But man, I'm telling you, it's it's unbelievable. And I and I get both sides of the argument. Did you see what Charles Barkley said? Did you hear that? No, 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 right, no, he, no. and I have. I don't know the context. I don't know where this reporter is from or what she does. I just saw it was a big storm on Twitter. But apparently he told a female reporter for some reason, I don't know why it even came up, but he said, ma'am, I don't hit women, but if I did, it'd be you. And my first thought was like, holy cow, why would you ever say that under any circumstance? But I, but, you know, but what did she say? I, well, first, no, it doesn't. It really doesn't matter. There's what no, said. there's no justification. But, but, but what did she say? No, I no, mean, Charles my, my, is not an insane person in general. No, he's generally he's right. not. No, what I guess what I'm saying is, in 1975 or 1980, oh, yeah, you know, everybody. That's probably like the quote of the year, and now. Yeah. I mean, like she eviscerated Barkley on Twitter. And in fact, I think everybody did. And, you know, I kind of get it. I He should yeah, well, not. You, don't, you, no, no. It's can't. almost a threat. He almost threatened her. I mean, exactly. It's almost a threat. Now, we know specifically we common sense tells us it is not a threat because yeah. Charles Barkley. I mean, no matter what would not hit this woman. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. But but you can't say that i mean and it's just it, anyway it's just like what you were saying like soon as i start saying something and i try to make anything analogous to to you know 
war or whatever, you know, some people get offended to it. And I'm so I'm like, okay, let me preface it by saying it's one of those really early wars. It's like the Spanish American war or something. Well, that was a war, wasn't it? I mean, <laughs> it must be. There's a war in the title. If there's a war okay. in the title. Oh, yeah, it had to be. It must. It wasn't a great one though, because <laughs> I don't remember I don't much about it. I don't even yeah. know who fought who. Apparently, some Spanish-speaking peoples versus some Americans, I guess. But yeah. I mean, is it Mexicans versus Americans? Is it literally Spaniards versus Americans? They speak Spanish all over the all over the country. It could have been, for all I know, it could be Venezuela versus America. I don't. I don't know. I forgot yeah. that one. I think it was in the 1800s. I'm going to say a lot. Of, man, we did a lot of fighting in the 1800s. Well, we were pissed because we we didn't have Twitter. <laughs> that is true. And, you know, for anybody listening, going, what the hell are y'all talking about? This is what happens during Western Carolina week. Pe- this is week, Western people. Carolina week. We tried to talk about the Catamounts and we just thought that was dumb. I can't name any player on their team other than Smith, Brown and Jones. <laughs> that, but, actually, I assume they have a Smith, Brown and a Jones. Back to the Barkley thing. Barkley has come out and said, look, I, you know, I apologize. I didn't mean any. I didn't mean what you think it means. And I think Ugh. I think we Ugh. all know he didn't mean that. But the problem is when you come out and, and you start apologizing and you try to justify, not, not justify, but like just rationalize what you said, it you come out looking worse. And, uh, you know, I've met Charles a few times, and yeah, I don't care that he went to Auburn. He's a, he's a Great good guy. dude. Great and, guy. I like him. I think he's a super guy. And, I, you know, he does have some other quotes, which even in Bob – by today's standards, I don't think he could do this. Remember when he threw that guy through a window and yep. and they were like, do you regret it? He said, yeah, I regret that we weren't higher up. You know, it's <laughs> pretty – I mean – I like – I, like, I mean you – know, I don't I, know I, if you could even say that now. It's kind of funny. It was funny in the 90s when it happened, but I don't know if you can say it now. Um, It's just anyway. Um, I don't know why we got off talking about that shit. Uh, let's talk about a little <laughs> – Let's start. Well, actually, you know what? Let's do. Let me do this. Let me tell everybody about DoorDash because I got to. Oh, I'm interested. Uh, in I, this. I'm interested in this. You tell us. Jimmy, you were asking me about DoorDash just the other day. I, I, I was. I was, and I'm asking you about it right now. Tell me and everybody that's listening a little about DoorDash. I need to know more. Treat yourself to the meal you deserve, and have your favorite restaurants come to you. With DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCKED ON. Listening to On the Go? If you can't visit DoorDash right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On sponsors at lockedonpodcast.com backslash offers. Tell me you don't want it right now. I mean, I'm, I was contemplating in my head what would I order other than a lot of food? I'm very hungry today. I, and I ate a pretty big lunch back at, at about 1130 and I'm, I feel like I haven't eaten all day. So I don't know what's, I don't know what's up, but, uh, that DoorDash, that DoorDash re, live read also made me, hungry. I, I think I would order some macaroni and cheese. Can you do that? Can you just I mean, in your app say, I want macaroni and cheese. And can you say it into your app? Like you're talking to Siri. I, I, yeah, I think you can, but it seems like a, I mean, as much effort as it's going to take for you to download this app, it seems like you should That's order true. something like Lobster Thermidor. <laughs> That's true. I'm not. I'm not very good at download. I'm not very good at downloading apps. I just ask Siri to do. I just say stuff like, "Hey Siri, download the DoorDash app," and then I hey, see what happens. How about this? And we all knew this. 
I mean, we knew it individually, but when it's all, when all these things are put together like this, man, it's a wonder we've only lost one game, and that one game was to the number one team in the country. Listen to this. Okay. Alabama has lost eight scholarship players to transfers this year in, def- in defensive lineman Antonio Alfano, who's at Colorado, Yaba Noma, Yaba Noma at Houston, Jalen Hurts, former yeah. SEC player of the year. College Lane. level five star, even if you wasn't a five star at a high school. Lane Hatcher. Eh. Oh, um, doing well. He does well. He's a good starting quarterback in Division One. Kendrick James. Uh, the coaches were sky high on that guy as a player. He just couldn't ever, he just couldn't ever get his head on straight. Richie Pettibon. Uh, I believe starting at Illinois. He starts yeah. at Illinois, right? I, I I knew it before he left, even though he he couldn't come close to getting on the field here. I'm like, you watch, he'll start at Illinois. And he did he is. And Illinois is having a great year, by the way. It could be all on his back. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he came in and changed the culture. Uh <laughs> Ky- Kyrie McDonald at Cincinnati. I don't yeah. know what's going on there. He uh he, he was playing. I, I remember him getting hurt. Oh, he had a, another fainting spell. Remember how he fainted when we were in the National Championship game? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he fainted again up there. So he's got some medical thing going on. And long snapper Scott Meyer, who you know he's he a Vanderbilt, whatever. He was but, is he their long snapper? Does anybody know? Uh, it feels like we should know that. If you know any position on Vandy's team, it should be the long snapper and the punter. That's who. That's just like those are the things you hear the most. <laughs> he was, uh, if I remember right, uh, during his last season at Alabama, Scott Meyer was sharing the long snapping duties with Thomas Fletcher. One was uh, snapping on kicks, and the other one was snapping on uh, punts. Yeah, I think that was that. So he was a pretty good player. That that's an amazing roster of guys to transfer out. My point by interrupting every every name was just to point out these are good players these are good players we, we didn't just it wasn't it wasn't taking out the trash those guys were good players just alone they form a pretty good team yeah it's you know you lose former sec player of the year and you you lose um you know Two a couple five of five stars, stars that it, at places that you need them here's the thing we could the place we could ill afford to have injuries we've had injuries Front oh. seven. I mean, if you'd asked me before the year, I mean, if you said, where could we not lose guys? I would say the front seven. And we did. And then you'd say, who can you not lose on offense? We'd say, oh, Tua. And then yeah. who could you not lose on defense? Dylan. We've checked every box. We This should be a disaster. Instead, we've lost to the best team in college football by five points, and that's it. Because of essentially because of a shitty three minutes. Yeah, yeah, the end of the first half. That's why we lost the game. And, uh, uh, you know, some of that, I think, was coaching decisions. I don't think we talk about it enough. I'm going to talk of that LSU game to death in the offseason. Get get ready, folks. That's the one. I'm I'm never going to stop talking about it. For right now, I'd like to talk about our chances of, of getting into the playoff and stuff. But, uh, but no, I think in the offseason, I'm going to spend a lot of time on that LSU game. You know, I think I'm going to save a lot of our getting into the playoff talk for next week. We're going to do um, – one more podcast after this one this week, and that's going to be just predictions. Um, but I, I think we'll just save the – because let's let's see if Oregon gets past Arizona State and let's see um, what Oklahoma and Baylor and, and the like do this weekend um, and see how this Ohio State-Penn State thing shakes out. And I think we'll have a little better grasp of everything um, by then. And, of course, you know, we'll have a pretty damn firm grasp after uh, – 
the Iron Bowl week. So, but I, I think next week, and we do plan, by the way, people, we do plan to have a podcast every day next week, including Thanksgiving Day. So when, if you want to, you can use those new sneaky Apple iPod Air things. And when your uncle that you're not sure uh, about in terms of his sanity starts talking about something politically that you don't agree with, you can just put our podcast in and be whisked away to a fantasy land. <laughs> or... What you, I also what you, like what the are you idea. doing? Are you unlocking the dungeon? What are you doing? <laughs> I've pulled back into the dungeon. Yeah, I, I well, to be honest, parked my car in my garage and now I'm walking in my house. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> but you I mean, how many keys are on that thing? Is it like Jerry Sandler, <laughs> dungeon master? Well, to be honest, uh, you know, when I grew up, I wanted to be a custodian, so I have like 80 keys. <laughs> um, all right, so Jimmy. Uh, you know what? I think we'll call this one a day and we will move right into our next podcast. Uh, people don't know it. We're about to cut it right now for the, uh, for the, um, the predictions podcast. Speaking of cutting it and you, you said something a minute ago about, um, we were farting around, whatever that is for a guy like me who likes to cuss a lot. That is one of my least favorite words, but because I just don't like, you know, you know, what is the term for word for a word that kind of is what it sounds like onomatopoeia or whatever wow is that is that right that is that's exactly what it is you just blew me away i had no idea you were smart and, well i i like i like onomatopoeias and but fart is like one of those and it's so like some words are so visceral that they have this um you know like when you hear it you're like oh yeah that sounds awful you know if you say you say poot. Yeah. I mean, you're like, okay, that's one thing. But man, if you fart, you that's 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 some that's some rank stuff. And did you see the uh, <laughs> did you see the fart gate thing that was twin, trending on Twitter? You know what I'm talking so. about? Fart gate. So, nope. Some senator, or you know, and again, I don't keep up with politics. I don't know if he was a senator or a congressman or whatever he was, was doing an interview on MSNBC. And Jimmy, if I'm lying, I'm dying. If I hadn't seen it on Twitter a million times, I wouldn't believe it. The guy just blew one out while he was talking to Chris Matthews. And I'm talking about <laughs> I have was, heard that. Now that you now that when you said Chris Matthews, yes, I have heard that. Story. It was That's as awesome. if they mic'd his ass. It was like they were like, <laughs> we need a mic up here by your mouth and one by your ass just in case something <laughs> slips out. And man, he <laughs> I mean, it was so bad. Like, there's no explanation except that's what that was. Is there's, it so bad? There's you nothing. Have to, did anyone address it? Like, okay, we have to talk about that. It was too loud. But we have to talk about that. If I because, were giving the interview, I think like I'd be like, hold up. I'm, I know you're about to say why President Trump's being impeached, but I gotta know. Did you just crop dust most of the Senate floor? <laughs> I have a funny so, farting uh, football story. I've never told anybody. I say this story. I, I, I mean, I don't. I don't think I've told you this, and I can't believe I'm telling myself now. But it's just pretty fun. When I was like in college, I was at Alabama. I, I was either yeah, I was at Alabama, and I think not only was I at Alabama, I was a. I wasn't like a senior. I was uh, maybe I was maybe I was because now I remember who I was watching. I guess I was a senior at Alabama. Somehow or another, me and my my best buddy up there that was really into football like me. Somehow we got into practice. I, I don't know why they let I don't know why they let us into practice, but they let us into practice for some reason. And and we were watching football practice, standing on the sidelines there at the practice field, and we were really into recruit. This is when I first started. 
I'd been really into recruiting for about three years at this point. I mean, but, but recruiting was my passion back then. And this is way back, way before the internet. And I mean, basically I'd get all, we would get all of our recruiting information from 1-800 numbers and Forrest Davis's magazine and local sports highlight clips. I mean, and, and going to high school games, that was, that was the extent of the info. So anyway, we end up standing on the sidelines next to, we sidle up next to, at the time, Alabama's recruiting coordinator. And he's talking to a couple of boosters or friends of the program. And, 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 and he's telling them recruiting. They're asking him recruiting questions. He's telling them recruiting stuff. And this was way before then. Like I said, this is a gold mine of information for, for us because I'm like, this is coming directly from him. And he knows. And he's literally talking about all these kids that we're recruiting. And we're in the conversation. We can hear every word. So we don't want to screw it up. So we're like looking at each other going like making faces like, can you believe this is happening? This is the most awesome thing that's ever happened. And I got so excited that I ripped one. I mean, I just ripped one. I mean, so that's loud. what happens when you get excited. That's what happened when I was when I was 20. When I was 20, apparently that that's how my physiology worked. I ripped one and, and to, to where they all look right at. There was no doubt what had happened and there was no doubt who did it. Right in the middle, right in the middle of hearing a gold mine of information. And then, of course, they walked away, probably going, how the hell did these two circus clowns get into practice? I love that. Like. Uh, the guys up there talking, he's like, and I, I think Alabama's going to sign David Palmer. Jimmy goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, okay. that's pretty much, that's pretty much exactly. And, and it was like down to this is like, coach. Okay. Okay. If you had to say, who do you think is going to be the last five <laughs> or six guys that we sign here? And he's like, all right, don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. But I think these are the guys. And right about then I just lost it and just ripped one so loud. It could probably be heard all the way back to the baseball stadium. Well, that's the thing is like, <laughs> he probably quit talking. Then he was like, if you can't hold that in, how are you going to hold this information in? Um, <laughs> exactly. And he wasn't I'm, talking to us. They, they, they didn't even know that we were overhearing it. But we were like, they didn't know. We, no, we're, they had no, we weren't part of the conversation. We were like right. close enough to it that we could hear them. But all right, yeah. I got, I got one for you too. When I was in Alabama, I was, <clears throat> I pledged SAE. And um, anybody who went to Alabama knows about, you know, early 90s, uh, Alabama, SAE, they were always in trouble, always. Their mother and you, we were the first Sigma Alpha Epsilon ever, but we were always kicked off campus, always in trouble. But so, but I never, you know, I've, as I've as well documented, I've never smoked a doobie in my life. So I was, I was sort of, you know, kind of non-troublemaking guy. And so they said, we got to send some guys to SA leadership school because we're getting the noble Leslie devotee comeback of the year award or whatever the hell it was. Something they made up just for us for the national convention. So me and four other guys and, and two dudes uh, that are like alumni, they, we go up to Chicago and, and um, on right at Northwestern's campus. And so we're there for a while, you know, and we don't go to any of the classes uh, I did go to one class. This is a, a separate story, but there was one class speaking of Wofford and they were talking about hazing. And this guy was up there and, you know, he's real nerdy. He was like, ah, okay, you can't haze. You can't make them, 
You can't make them do push-ups. You can't vomit on them. You can't make them, you know, all the things like that seem like common sense, but people who haze do those things anyway. Um, and so he said, you can't beat, you can't beat them. You can't stab them or shoot at them or any of that. And so a guy from Wofford, after that guy said all that stuff, a guy from Wofford raised his hand and goes, okay, well, if we can't beat them, what are we supposed to do? And I was like, okay, y'all are, y'all are getting investigated. Okay. And that, that, that 100% happened. But then, so we were getting our award. We're at this banquet and we're about to get this award, right? And it's a big deal. Like everybody else has already gotten these real awards, like, okay, best GPA, you know, mo- most award. community active. Yeah. And we were just getting an award for not being kicked off for a grand total of 365 days, literally. And so we had all decided that this other guy who's from LA city, uh, that's, you know, he was probably 40 or 50 years old at the time that he was going to go up and accept the award for us. And so they give this great speech about, you know, mother Mew means so much to all of us. And everybody's like, here, here. And we're, you know, we're all half drunk, like reverend. And, um, so they're doing all this stuff. And they said, and now to accept the award, for the noble Leslie devotee comeback of the year trophy, the first annual comeback of the year trophy. And there'll probably never be another one. Cause it's never, it's a very isolated <laughs> incident. <laughs> the university of Alabama. And when the guy stands up at our table to go accept the award, oh, if, no. I'm lying, if I'm lying, I'm lying oh, no. as loud as any human being could it propelled him from oh. this chair. And, but the thing was, because the whole crowd was worked into a frenzy, and I shit you not, it, it kind of sh- freaked us out that they were in such a frenzy for us because we were like, guys, all we did was quit selling drugs. That's all we've done. <laughs> and, and <y'all, laughs> we don't really deserve this award, but we'll take it. Um, but the guy basically, you're on parole. Even, You've been paroled. You're paroled. <laughs> But the timing was such that the the boisterous applause went off at the same time as his ass. And so nobody heard this nobody except heard our except table, for- except our table. And every one of us looked at him with like this. I mean, like we're scared. We're laughing. We don't know what to think. Like, I think I think his liver just fell out. I mean, we didn't know what happened, but everybody else was literally like at Arsenio Hall's studio audience, like, woo, woo, woo. And, and so he went up there. And, I mean, we couldn't stop laughing. And everybody thought we were just like, feel overjoyed with happiness and emotion because we're back on campus, you know? So anyway. Um, Our listeners tune in to hear <laughs> analysis of Western Carolina's football team. Well, and I mean, they get far, and they get fart stories, but hey, that's what you get for. I mean, I think I think you knew what you were getting today, people. <laughs> yeah, you definitely fart knew what you were getting. Well, and really quickly, I got to tell you this other joke. Um, so a kid goes to uh, pick up his his date for the first time ever, and he's going to meet the parents. Of course, he gets to the door, and he's like, all of a sudden, he's like, oh my god, I got to cut one. And just as you know, he thinks that the mother opens the door and he comes in, he's like, Oh my God, I'm hurting so bad. I'm hurting so bad. And I, you know, and she's like, well, you know, uh, my daughter will be down any minute. Let's, let's hear about you. And about that time, the family's old dog walks up and he's like, Oh God, thank God this dog came around. Cause I'll cut one. And people just think it's the dog. And they said, what's, what's your dog's name? It's Rover. Oh, okay. And so the guy sort of lets one slip out and the mom goes Rover. And, uh, quit that Rover. And uh, the guy says, okay, he thinks she thinks it's him. So he lets another one slip. He's like this. I'm feeling better already. She goes, Rover, Rover, get away from there. 
And um, she, so he says, okay, I just got one more left in me. He lets it go. And she goes, Rover, if you don't get away from that boy, he's going to shit all over you. (laughs) 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 Okay. Well, that's it. We have officially reached the bottom of the barrel folks. And if this isn't proof that you should be listening to this podcast, (laughs) Thanksgiving family meal, this is why we are excellent family conversation piece around the dinner table at all of our Thanksgivings, even our Western Carolina fans that I'm sure have tuned into this because they were eager for an analysis from the Alabama experts. And this is what they got. This is exactly what they, I mean, again, you knew what you were getting. We're playing Western Carolina. So, all right. So let's, uh, let's go tomorrow. The prediction show you will hear it. No, no. The prediction show you will hear Friday. You'll hear the prediction show Friday. Well, that is tomorrow for them. Oh, that is tomorrow for God, it's so confusing, people. We're just we're amateurs, so we don't we yeah. don't know anything. We're very not good at this. Um, all right, roll tide, everybody. Roll tide.